Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I am joined in the virtual studio by a full complement of Chaps, Sambo, and Johnny. Johnny drinking from a big flagon. How are ya? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I am good, tired. But good. Yeah, tired but good. Ready to get into That's good. Ready to pre- get into preview. Ready to get into Sorry, your uh, your bloody uh, service leave. Yeah. Time off. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting to be heading Is that out officially begun. Couple of months. Couple yes. From here on out, couple of months of paid leave. Had a fair bit accrued in the old kit, eh? So on leave, and which is nice. What are your plans while you're on this leave? Any major, basically, major things doing? What I'm going to do is essentially it's a bold plan of doing pretty much exactly what I have been doing for the last Min- minus years, work, just without going to work. Yeah, <laughs> nice. A lot of sport. Going to be sinking some time into the old Patreon. Um, and all those things. Oh, you're going to say you're going to be sinking a few slabs of beer? Sinking some some beers. Yeah, mate. Just smashing beers. It's very much up my... I know know you so well, Jake. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So, no, that will be nice. Um, And we'll just, yeah, freeze up the sketch a bit um, to do a lot of other things. Going to be trying to get to some more local footy games, which I haven't got to yet. I was going to go to Millawa last weekend and ended up crook. So didn't get to do that, but got some plans coming up. Got some plans. We've got plans tonight, chaps. Got a couple of things to get into. The major factor being our preview. Cats v Swans, week six. First game back at Cadinia Park, the grand final rematch. And then at the end of the show, we'll step behind the silk tapestry into the Patreon uh, parlor and give out some match predictions. So let's get into it, chaps. Let's start here. Grand final rematch down at KP. It's the first true home game of the season. Five games we've had without actually being down at the Cattery. And we face Sydney. Who are three and two? We're two and three. The Swans avoided um, a third consecutive defeat with a big win over Richmond, though an interesting scoreline, a little bit like Geelong's, you know, one quarter win over the Eagles last week. The Swans really did pull away in the final term. I think it was seven goals to one after Richmond, you know, had threatened to run over the top of them. What are your sort of thoughts going into this? contest where are you at what stands out to you about the match is it the raising of the flag is it the going up against a, what's likely to be a pretty um motivated sydney team given the last time these two teams plays injuries where what where are you at with it uh, uh, it's sort of hard to know good it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit hard. i feel like it's a little nice. bit of a one step forward one step back whenever i think about it like if, in terms of pros and yeah. cons because it's kind of like, oh, well, we smashed them last time. And then you go, oh, but they'll come out motivated. And then you go, mm. oh, but we've had bad form. And then you go, but it's our, you know, our first proper game at uh, Kidney Park. 
and then you go, oh, we've got injuries, and then you go, but they've got injuries. So it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm finding like, it really oh, hard, a really hard oh, one to get a read on. That's like they'll be motivated to uh, win the game, and it's like, but the cats would also be motivated to keep on winning and beat the Swans and it's first home game. And as Jake said, it's unfurling of the flag. flag. You ship flag. So I feel like there's a lot. I feel like it could be a lot in it, but there's also at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's being built up as a massive game for either side yet. Not that I've seen in the media anyway. And well, that's great. John, because it doesn't, it doesn't involve any of the major Melbourne teams. It's not being played at the MCG. It's been played in that foreign state known as Geelong, um, you know, which is disconnected from Australia's mainland by a vast body of water. So it makes it hard for teams to get over there, John, um, to the, the Canada yes, Republic. I also like it. It gives that, uh, eases off that pressure off the cats. And same way the Swans would like it, sort of eases off that pressure of them as well. Because they're both I'd sort think... of in a position that they're like, wouldn't be fully comfortable with or expected. Mm. But um, yeah, just a good chance for both teams to prove themselves in a way. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you guys have both said, you know, it's sort of this mixed feelings about it like for me in terms of like all all the different factors of like how are we going to turn up you know what what where where's the motivation factor going to be and i mean when you talk about the motivation factor it's like they're professional football teams they're both going to show up motivated it's just does one team have an extra little bit of spice given the recent history i mean let's face it geelong and sydney have for most of the recent past been pretty evenly matched. I mean, they were a team that was knocking us off down at Cadinia Park when no one else could, sort of in the mid-2010s. Uh, we had lots of good close games with Sydney. So the way I guess I'm approaching it, bit of a, you know, not a soft couple of weeks. Soft maybe by the standards of, you know, it's the AFL and anyone can beat anyone. But we've had the Hawks, who we skewered, the Eagles, who we smashed for a quarter. I mean, both of those games, really, it was it was a quarter and a half of dominance from the cats in each that that was more than enough to put those teams away. This is like a, a sterner test now. And I think the thing that probably pisses me off the most, and we can talk about this as we transition to talk about team selection is that we went in against Carlton and Collingwood and we were like, they're both really strong teams, but we were undermanned. So, you know, it's hard to see how you stack up. Now we go in against Sydney and now we're missing, you know, still missing Jack Henry. Um, you know, we're, we're no Jed Buse, uh, Stanley's now out, Stengel's out. I'm a bit frustrated about that part of it, that we're not seeing these teams at full strength going against each other. Um, Johnny, I want to, this, I know Sam, that Gary Rowan's your man, but I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on John Segler. So I'm going to tee you up here. Where are you at with? With Segler, like, because you, I, well, I think it's interesting to to think about, like, what is, you're not particularly happy having to watch John Segler run out in a Geelong Cats Go, yeah, I've Guernsey. Yeah. Is that fair? Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think. <laughs> Twisting it? 
Yeah, well, maybe trying to you're falling into the media trap here, Jake, of trying to make a story with it, with it perhaps isn't really one. <laughs> I just what I are you thought? Like you're just, I'm just not like it. Just doesn't have that that fact that it factor for me that like I just haven't yet found his sort of how he works in the team. Like he's a very competent footballer. Yeah. You know, he's a talented footballer. He's tough. Um, you know, he's a good ruckman. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. I just. You know, the drop. few times we've seen him out there, you, I just haven't seen him sort of do anything truly exceptional. And you don't need to necessarily be exceptional. But even just in that moment-to-moment gameplay, he just doesn't look like he's 100% gelled with the team, which is, you know, it's normal for a, a player that's not in your starting lineup every week. Um, and the question is just, you know, is that because of that? Is that because he hasn't had the game time with these boys to sort of get to that point at the uh, the AFLM level? Or is it because of the style of player he is? And I guess my scepticism errs on that side a little bit, that he's, he's a bit more of a, a meat and potatoes, tap it down, and, and away she goes, kind of Ruckman, as opposed to Stanley. As I've said, as we've all said, and I've definitely harped on a little bit this year, I think Stanley's a super underrated part of our team. The work that he does around the ball as well as in the ruck is just so um uh so important and he really does for for a big guy he really gets around and he frees up blicks in a way that I don't think Segler does. So um yeah, it's nothing against big segs as they call him and they and they do seem to like him down Segsy. at the club. So I do think he's he must have a lot to offer. Uh he must be a you know a good bloke. And a good player, but being someone that didn't really watch him prior to him being at the Cats either, um, just as is my want, I just don't really pay attention to anyone that's not in the little and white hoops. Um, I don't have any real history with him, so it's just very, very much. Um, uh, I'm only judging him on what I've seen so far, and I just don't. Um, I don't think he's a like for like Stanley replacement. I think that's totally, totally fair. I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, I've watched him in the VFL a couple of times now, and it's just that. He's great. You know, he's he's perfect if you want a ruckman that can, you know, put his knee up and tap it down and that sort of thing. But as far as once the ball hits the deck, you know, he's, he's not going to be doing the sort of things that Stanley is going to do. He's not going to apply the same sort of pressure. Now, Johnny, do you think there's any merit in the fact that he may get a couple of games in a row here and be able, you know, he has an opportunity to build some chemistry with the AFL team. Do you think we could see if he gets, you know, say three games on the trot, an improvement in what Big Segsy has to offer? Uh, I think he can get an improvement out of himself, definitely. But yeah, I don't think it's going to be a whole heap of many games that he's going to be able to, you know, try and prove himself. I think. Um, Stanley's basically got the number one ruck in his spot and yeah I was listening to the final bell and I was saying this is exactly what Segler was brought in for sort of that stopgap solution when and if Stanley can't play and obviously Toby Conway is out of the squad so I think I think we're just going to get a pretty you know normal ruck player this week and the next few weeks just you know your average big guy goes in there taps it out 
give the best taps you can to our players for midfield and possibly add a bit of run. But as, as Sam was saying, it's hard to tell what Segler does bring this team because we've rarely seen him play footer hoops. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, can sort of understand why they've brought him in. You know, we've got to have a Ruckman and we want radically to be in the defence. We don't really want Blixav to be tied up in the ruck, so it is a good mm-hmm. thing that Segler is there. But, yeah, it's sort of like still don't know exactly what he brings his squad as fans. I'm sure other people will have a better idea, especially at the club, but as fans are sort of like mm. haven't seen play enough to really see what type of player and what he's going to bring to this team. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. And tell you what, I'm, I'd, be, I'd rather have a ruckman than going in and having Blitz tied up all night in the ruck rather than doing what Blitz does best or someone else. Mm. Am I smoking grass or did Segler play against the Swans in week two last year? Did he come in for his first start against Sydney? Or am I, I, I might be totally off base. I was trying to think. I feel like he did I, feature early. Because... I, don't, I don't have any recollection of it, but it's possible. Yeah. Stanley definitely did have I a couple remember... of outs last week. Now, the, the other benefit of Segler this week is that Sydney are lacking tools. So... Uh, he does have a yeah. real opportunity to shine. I think Hickey, Hickey's out, right? I think Hickey still had a, um, I think a so, couple. Yeah. Of, oh, actually, Hickey's a test, sorry. Um, so okay. he could he could still make it in. But if Hickey's out, then Segler could really possibly have an opportunity to sort of show us his worth. Um, mm. uh, but you know, I'm just sort of launching off that a little bit. Um, Sydney have a lot of outs. Sydney have a lot of outs. Um, yeah, I, I, Hickey's out. Uh, Constanty is out. Franklin's out. McCartan's out. Um, both McCartan. Mm. Um, Rampy's I, still out. Sam Reeves out. <laughs> yeah, they've got just it. looked up Segler's first few game, uh, first games for the Cats in 2022. Saints or something. Uh, Western Bulldogs. St Kilda oh. and oh. West Coast are his three games around twenty to twenty-three. I don't remember him playing that against the Dogs at all. Wow, really? I remember him giving away dumb uh, free kicks. I'm sure, and Sam being like, "What the fuck feel, is this?" I feel like that was. The, I feel like that was the Saints. Maybe that was the Dogs game, but I feel like that yeah. was the Saints. Game. No, it gave what, what? Uh, two, three free kicks away, two against the Bulldogs, one against West Coast. Yes. It was um, the Bulldogs game, I remember now. Yeah. Like, stats aren't jumping out, going amazing mm. numbers. They're pretty much average numbers for a Ruckman. Mm. I think that's what he basically gives you. You know, you lose Stanley, who is your lead in, in, in the clubhouse kind of thing, and you get basically average-ish Ruck play. Do you know what I mean? Out of him. What do you think as far as, I mean, Rowan in for Stengel, like it's an obvious one, but they're not exactly like-for-like players, I wouldn't say. Like they, that's not saying there's like a, you know, one is better than another, but they just are so different. Stengel seems to get a lot more of the ball than Rowan. But I would actually say Rowan probably 
you know, he's going to apply a bit more chase down pressure. Like I know everyone's like, oh, Stengel, he brings so much pressure and I have to go back and look, but I don't feel like he's like consistently one of Geelong's top five, you know, pressure acts players or tacklers, his tackle numbers are, are, you know, and I could be totally speaking out of my ass here. Like this is just talking on vibe kind of thing, I guess, which is a, a fraught thing to do, but I just feel like, do you think you sort of lose some stuff with Stengel, but gain some things with Rowan? Where where are we sort of at with that? I mean, they'd, well, they'd probably yeah, both play inside if both were healthy. You do. And I, I, I guess I think that the... um Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I think Stengel probably likely to kick a couple more goals here and there, but we're not short on goal kickers either. So um hopefully we don't sure. miss that too much. If, if Cameron can kick another seven and... <laughs> <laughs> Hawkins, Hawkins kicks four. Um, and I think the other t- thing too is it gives uh, Henry a good chance to mm-hmm. be in because I suspect that Henry may have been into that pool of will he be and will he be in if no, Stengel and Rowan are in. Um, mm. But with, without Stengel, although obviously Henry's also not at all a like-for-like for, for Stengel, um, I think it does give him a chance to have a bit more run. And I guess we're just going to look at, you know, have to look at Myers. Uh, to possibly step up, and I think I think I think Myers has been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Um, mm. He again doesn't quite do doesn't quite bring to the team what what uh, Stengel brings, but in terms of mm. you know needing needing you know n- needing a small to be creative and put some effort in, then um, you know mm. hopefully he can be the one. It's been nice to get close back into form, like mm-hmm. at this time, Johnny. It's um, let let me tee okay. up some listener thoughts here for you johnny and then you can sort of take your pick from what they said so as usual we said how the fuck did we get to round six um <laughs> recording our swans v played five of the rounds that's yeah, that's right the five preceding weeks um so we asked uh the listeners and people on twitter for their thoughts here's what we we had don't call me shirley says more max holmes lays out passes to jezza and tomahawk myers to kick more goals while stengel's out ron says a better start kick through the first four would be good uh, david i want to see a medical sub not have to be used i would also like to see jake college as kick kicker bag but mostly i just <laughs> want to see the cats play their game for four full quarters because that's what it's going to take um track dog this was actually a two-parter so he said the challenge is not to get sucked into tagging papley as that will allow heaney to run free ideally win or lose i would like to see a game played with a consistent level across all four quarters they are lacking in the goal square so the midfield battle is really crucial and he added sam if segler comes in he needs to not give away freeze due to undisciplined acts which i I, (laughs) to which i reply it's been tough to get the hawthorne out of him um anthony says a win Bank the wins, build the form so that we're in a good position to launch in the back half of the year. Terry says, just get the four points. Mark, a four-quarter performance. Kieran, whoever steps in for Stanley to do so as seamlessly as possible. Another professional hit out against tougher opponents in the last two weeks will be hugely encouraging. Della, not many teams can play a four-quarter performance competition. Uh, So even uh, just get the four points is the main thing at this stage. Craig Burns. Uh, a plus differential in scores from clearances against a quality side and a better structural setup behind the ball to start lowering the amount of easy goals conceded from turnovers. Ross, I want to see the light, which is beautiful and metaphysical, and I liked it. 
Um, Jared Foxy. What does the fox say? What does the fox says? Say? What does he say? The fox. The fox says Geelong Cats playing four quarters and smashing the Swans so we can continue to have something over them, <laughs> not giving a reprieve, <laughs> thinking that they might have caught up to us. Show them they haven't caught up. Show the Swans no mercy. Geelong Cats. To summarize my thoughts, and he put up a gift: strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Um, the hoop hey show man, says Max brother. Holmes superstar <laughs> arrival moment. It's his time now. Palsy, a four-quarter effort. It's been one quarter so far in games this year. It's probably true of all the Geelong games, really, to a degree. Um, and Gail says, mostly not to have to play catch-up in the last quarter. Chaps, or John, take first pick. What, what do you think from the listeners there? Do you agree with? Do you disagree with? What do you want to offer your thoughts on? I basically agree with all their thoughts there, you know, wanting to see a nice even four-quarter performance although the Cats have shown that they can still win games in one quarter. But as many people pointed out, it's it's not going to – it's going to take a few more quarters in one to put the Swans away. They are a quality team and all that. But, yeah, I think I'll just agree with this. It's just a nice, even game from every – nice, even game from the whole team, not really having to play that chase chasing game like they have the last few weeks, you know, you get off on a good good foot, get the first couple of goals, settle the nerves. I think there might be mm. a bit of nerves going around as you do, you know, first home game, grand final replay, as they like to say, even though it's just mm. another game. Grand final replay will be played this year if the Cats and Swans get into another grand final against each October. other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The- but yeah, the right. one bit. Not... You go. I was just going to say, yeah, I think all the listeners have nailed all the right points. Just performance throughout all quarters, every player that plays at part, and obviously Max Holmes mm. or Holmes mm. to Holmes. really light GMHBA stadium on fire and. Get a bag yourself and then give them free the advertising, please. <laughs> they're not they're not sponsoring <laughs> our fucking podcast. The, not the, yet. Um, the, the thing, the part, part I actually say, oh, forgive liked. me. That's right. You. Forget. I shall go um, the, blog myself later on. <laughs> the, the, TMO. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, the thing that I thought the listeners made a good point with, you know, because. Johnny, you were pretty strong on the last couple of pods about like, if it only takes one quarter, then we only need to go at it that hard for one quarter. Don't expend yourself. But I do think the specific note, and I can't remember which person said it, but the idea of setting up with better defensive structure to prevent those scores from turnovers, I think that's a fair criticism. Like to say that that's something Geelong should improve on, whether they're you know, playing as, as whether they're expending, you know, four quarters of fuel or just one quarter to get the result done, regardless of that, like the defensive structure in those situations has been a bit leaky at times um, in these games. Yeah. We don't want to have West Coast City against us 
happen again this weekend because yeah. the Swans are not going to be just kicking four or five goals quickly on us and then mm. us getting a few back. They're going to take that momentum like the Cats have. And they're going to, they could kick a bag quite easily and quickly like the Cats have. So it's, yeah, it's just as we were saying in the other preview, it's you've mm. got to play to the level of the team that you're playing. You can't just go, oh, playing at this level will beat them. Mm. You go, what, what level do they play at, the, at their best? And can we match that? And that's what it's going to take. Can we match it and play like out? 5% better? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. like match, match and exceed just a little at this point in the season. Sambo, any sort of thoughts from there that you want to springboard off? Any sort of topics you want to add to? Yeah, well, I mean, the four quarters one is interesting because we've like – you know, as you said, we've, every game so far this year has kind of been one really good quarter, but I don't think they've all been one good quarter for the same from the same set of scenarios. Like I do feel like yeah. Hawks and especially the Eagles was much more of a management decision. It was much more of a, a concerted effort to, you know, started slow, came back a little strong, did the work, and then parked the bus. Uh, whereas those earlier weeks, it did look a little bit more like we couldn't get going outside of that. So, you know, my that's my belief, but, you know, it certainly is possible that that's not the case. And in both the Hawthorne and Eagles games, you know, we also were only able to give that one quarter of performance and that, you know, and that this is a continuing issue. My, my feeling is it's not... Um, but you know, it's it's certainly possible that the uh, you know some of that Twitter concern about the four quarters is um, is still quite relevant. And I guess we won't really know until we've played a couple more sides. To you know, five games. Um, it's it, you know a month or a bit over a month's football mm. still isn't enough of a case study to form a lot of really solid sort of opinions yet. And you know, that's why the mainstream media often is so shit and looks so stupid by the end of the season because you can just scroll back to this point of the year and their, their mm. job is to make opinions and strong statements and be knowledgeable in an area where you just can't be knowledgeable. Um, so I guess mm. I just wanted to mention that. that I've, I do feel like the Cats have, have turned a bit of a corner and that, you know, they'll be able to put in four quarters of effort where required. But I certainly mm. don't think that that's a certainty. I don't think I know that. I just think it. Um, and, you know, this is a great opportunity, this game specifically. We've got some major injuries, like you said, Jake, so it's pretty frustrating, but so does Sydney. Um, as you said, John, it's the grand final replay, but it's not the grand final replay. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons that this game should be a pretty good test of where we're at. Because as much as, you know, no team is one player, no injury should cripple an entire team, no two injuries could completely cripple a team, um, you know, and we've got a lot of depth, you do want to be able to test out these scenarios and go, okay, you know, if it's a game that does matter at the end of the year and suddenly we lose Stanley and Stengel, can we still operate? You know, how how efficiently can we... Can we cover those holes? So I'm, re I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think my one issue really with the game against the Eagles was it just didn't really feel like we learned anything new. You know, I love coming away from 
wins and losses with something with a really strong feeling. You lose and you go, okay, we've got this to work on, this to work on this. Or you win and you just go, mm. ah, how good, how good are we? How bloody good are we? But the Eagles game was a little bit like, oh, that, that happened, didn't we? <laughs> you know, not, it not was such a non-event. Yeah, yeah, it was just, I think the whole thing, as we talked about, the crowd was, wasn't too good. And, um, you know, it was such a weird game. So I am kind of really looking forward to this game just purely to, to get a, a, another means test on where the cats are at this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's let's flick into one thing we each want to see. Um, what is one thing, Johnny, one specific thing you want to be talking about when we, and and, I mean, just to sort of talk springboard a little bit off Sam's comment about the, the mainstream media thing. Like I find these preview episodes, I enjoy doing them. And occasionally, you know, you might come away going, Oh, we talked about that. So we kind of look right. The preview and like, prognostication part of it like the prediction element of, of covering like footy it's like i don't know that to me is a little bit it, it's it's too it, it's a bit of puff really we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen like it's, you can sort of like offer something of like well, this could happen this is how it might play out but like to to, to say that that's sort of certainty and going like i'm, I'm gonna you know it's ent- it's more entertainment than informative a lot of the time. It's the recaps when you've actually got something to to dissect and look at, something tangible. Um, and I think that's why it's really good that you've brought in the uh, you know the the listeners' tweets and that, Jake, because it's you yeah. know it's for, it's further demystifying this barrier between the the fan and the the analyst, mm. the you know the mm. the the um the genius behind the behind the TV screen that knows all and we're just all sitting here going, oh, give us the information. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. like, I like this, that it's a bit more of a conversation. We, we bring everybody in. We, you know, we, yeah. we, get, we get a lot, a bigger range of, um, you know, opinions covered. And then chances are, if, if we don't see something that the three of us predicted, we'll probably see something that one of those people predicted. So I think, I think you're right. Mm, it's, exactly. it's, much, it's much more of a roundtable discussion, the, the preview as opposed to a, a crystal ball type thing. Yeah. What about you, it, Johnny? What's there's only one, one thing, thing. Oh, sorry. Go, you, yeah. You could be, as I was going to say, there's only one thing you could nearly be certain on each week, and that is Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron's going to play another great game. At the moment, that's the yeah. one thing you can really go. It's true. That's most likely going to happen, but there's still a good chance you mm. could have a shit game. But that's the most likely thing Just have- to happen each week at the mm. moment. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to see though is I would like to see Jono Segler give our midfield beautiful tap work throughout the night, give our midfield first use of the ball and best opportunity to you know, get centre clearances and launch that attack. Just put his best foot forward, do what he was brought in to do, and give the midfield easy an easy feast. I like it. Sambo? Yeah, easy feast. Um, Segler serves up easy feast. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of things I'd okay. like to see, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with my bias here and say I'd love to... Do it. I'd love to see Gary Rowan come out and have a really, really good game against his old squad, especially because we know he was... We know he was given a thankless task in the grand final. 
Um, so although it's not a grand mm-hmm. final re- uh, replay, I do feel like he can he can treat this as a bit of an alternate timeline grand final where he gets to yeah. to have a bit more time in in the spotlight. Um, and again, without without Stengel in, you know, um, if if they look to Rowan to do to do more than than he did in the grand final and be a bit more a bit more of a playmaker, um, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see, not not I'm not not asking for him to come out and kick six goals, but if Rowan could kick two or three goals, I'd be I'd be pretty happy. I was gonna say yeah, it sort like of feels that. like a Gary Rowan type of game. It sort of feels like that game where you could really take it by the haunches. Because you know, Hawkins isn't playing at his one hundred percent best just yet through injury. Ollie Henry's still working out his kinks and where he fits in in the squad. Jeremy Cameron's doing what Jeremy Cameron does, but Still need that second guy to back Cameron up, and I feel like could be Rowan this week. That could be Rowan's big moment to another big moment for him. As Sam was saying, it could be that big day and game where he just sets the cats on fire yet again. I certainly, I, I, I would like to see Tom Papley not kick six goals. That's definitely something <laughs> I don't want to see. Is, is Papley kicking six goals? Um, the AFL needs to like increase their their. I'm sure we've said it before, but they need to raise the bar on what they consider an incredible celebration because it's always like no one loves a celebration. You know, to celebrate a goal more than Tom pa- Tom Papley. I feel like Magatu from um um Zoolander. Zoolander. It's like it's the one celebration. He waves yeah. a finger. That's all it waves is. It, runs around it's with the, the finger. Same, up. Maybe, it's the maybe, same the, maybe the tongue out if he's feeling really adventurous. And it's an, yeah. doesn't Jeremy Cameron do the same thing, like run along the boundary? No. Run the finger Jeremy up? Cameron shirt fronts umpires. Thank you very much. That's true. <laughs> That's His celebration right, yeah. tracks like down the nearest umpire yeah. and just fucking smashes <laughs> I definitely agree. It's just the, one of those um, bizarre narratives. The Tom Papley one. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Papley, the great celebrator, just, the great entertainer. I mean, he's a hell of a player, yeah. but the celebration thing I don't understand. Um, my one thing that I, I was just going to say, Jack Ginnivan probably celebrates better than Tom Patley. Yeah, there's like a lot of like really enthused, like uh, celebrators out there. It's just interesting. Tom Patley's the one they've decided on Channel 7 or wherever else they might be commenting. He's the celebrating one. Tom Patley, what a bubbly little fucker he is. Look at his celebrations. As I said, hell of a player. Charlie, Charlie Cameron? I mean, he he celebrates. Yeah. He's got a motorbike thing. Yeah, he's got like, like he's got a specialized. <laughs> he's got the motorbike thing. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a Seinfeld bit or something. <laughs> the one. With what the about um the, the, yeah. the guy from Port Adelaide that's got the bow and arrow? That's sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's got a fucking bow. Ugh, we've got to raise the standards here. We've got to, someone's got to hold yeah. these people accountable. One day, yeah. someone's going to have to make exactly. a stand. If, if um, Hadley wants his one-finger <laughs> celebration to be, like, the best celebration, he's going to need to upgrade it to the other finger and run around and just give all the cameras yeah, gonna, oh, the finger and then, <laughs> then see them put him on the front page. If he flew the bird. Uh, speaking double, of birds, I realise this is Geelong's third fantastic. match in a row against bird teams. Hawks. Um, oh, there's a... Is it, Who did we play last week? Makes a difference. 
Hawks, Eagles, <laughs> Hawks, Eagles, Swans, and Collingwood yeah, before that. Four first. of six opponents have been birds. Um, Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? To go on this uh, bird theme, the Cats play Essendon. Yes. The Bombers, which is a mm. flying thing. They fly. Week after. It's a metal bird. There you go. And then the You're Crows after that. After, and, and, and 100% oh my of God. These football teams. <laughs> It's wild. All right. Let's get into my one thing I want to see. Um, what do oh, I want to see? That. Oh, oh, that's what I want to see. I want to see Radagalia uh, have a kicking efficiency above 60%. That's what I want to see this week. Doesn't have to be at 80 or 90, 90%. but I would just like to see Radagalia's kicking efficiency, low-hanging fruit. Um Get up above 60%. All right, that is it. That's the end of the free show. That- if you want to come and step bes- behind the silk tapestry here and step into the Patreon parlor, we're going to do some match predictions. <laughs> Given 10 minutes ago, I said predicting stuff was totally worthless and mostly puff. <laughs> yeah, but now we're going to step behind the curtain. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep paying for this section that we're about to do. That's right. And all these predictions Uh, we're about to make are going to become 100% true. Fucking gold. Take it to the bank. Uh, You should definitely subscribe, though, because there's the fourth edition of the Weekend Look Ahead up on Patreon, which is only for paying subscribers. I've written up a preview for all three of the games, including the fact that you should go back and re-watch the VFL men's game against Werribee because they are on by some cats fighting in my house right now. I don't know if you can hear them. All right, let's sign off here and step behind the tapestry. Until next time, go cats. Go cats. Go cats.